Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I hope everyone is enjoying these final dog days of summer. It's incredibly humid and stormy down here in the South, in South Carolina. Uh, this is something that honestly I will not miss when I move back to California in a couple days. Um, to that end, I have been in crazy packing mode since I am moving very soon. Uh, I went to my last boxing class yesterday at the club where I've been coaching for the last several months. Um, shout out Title Boxing Club Somerville. Go check it out if you're in the Charleston area. <laughs> and uh, I got to say goodbye to a lot of people who I've grown close with. Um, big shout out to Coach Annie and Ashley and some of my favorite boxers, Heather, Rachel, Aaron. Um it's definitely bittersweet, but I do feel like it's the right time for me to return home to California. And this actually ties into what we're talking about today. We're getting curious about the right to change your mind. Uh, when I moved to Charleston about six months ago, it felt like the right thing at that time. You know, I wouldn't have done anything differently at that time. But as some time has passed, I've kind of realized how much I miss California. All my friends there, the amazing network I've built there over the last 12 years, <laughs> the weather, the landscape, being able to go on a hike whenever I wanted. <laughs> South Carolina is beautiful, but it is definitely the low country. There is like zero elevation here. Any hikes that I've done are like swampy grassland flat hikes. <laughs> so I think that while my ego was kind of saying, uh, Kristen, you made this big move across the country a year ago and now you're just going to go back. And <laughs> frankly, I was judging myself like my bold experiment had failed or something, but as I really work to have more self-compassion, I've chosen to change that narrative. I think, I think it's part of human nature that we sometimes have to lose things or leave things to understand what they mean to us. And usually that void, that missing of that thing only becomes clear over time. And I've never really feared change. I know that sounds like a, a bold, audacious statement, but I think I have less fear of change than most people. But I also have this terrible tendency to make things harder on myself than they need to be. <laughs> because I love overcoming challenges, I can sometimes create them where they didn't even exist. And I think that's been my biggest lesson so far about this move back because several things in my life sort of blew up last summer, summer 2022. And I think I just decided like, screw it. I'm out of here. <laughs> Let's just 180 and blow it all up. Uh, it, it may have been a slight overcorrection to move 3000 miles away. <laughs> but again, I wouldn't change my journey over the past year. I got to experience a month living in Austin. I got to visit family in Denver and in Birmingham. I got to see friends in Charlotte and Raleigh. I finally got to go to Asheville. That's been a bucket list place for a long time. I got to backpack through 10 Western European countries. I got to coach boxing. 
You know, I had only ever been on the other side, a class taker. So getting to actually coach and feel like I really helped and impacted people in a positive way has been great. You know, I met so many new people and I got to spend more time with my parents. You know, where I live now is couple hours from where they are. And I've gone back for several weekends, uh, Mother's Day, Father's Day. I was there a couple weekends ago. They're coming here tomorrow to help me move. That's been so wonderful being close to them. So these are all good things. And what I thought was kind of a search for my next landing spot. Now, I, I really think it was more of an exploration. It was connecting and reconnecting with people. It was experiencing new places and taking risks on myself. Even starting this podcast, this is something I've been wanting to do for years and I freaking finally did it. And don't worry, I will continue to do it when I'm in California. <laughs> so when we talk about the right to change your mind, what I really mean is not judging yourself for changing your mind. I used to always say that I'd never get a tattoo. And now I have two of them and will probably be getting a third one soon. You know, I used to say that I would never leave California. And I did. You know, my favorite color used to be blue. Now it's green. Um, changing our mind is inevitable. It's an inevitable part of growth. I think, you know, it could be something as simple as I didn't used to like the color yellow and now I do. Or I didn't used to like tomatoes and now I do. Like, we're supposed to change. We are supposed to evolve. I was watching this show on Max the other day. I binged the whole thing in one sitting. Um, it's called Painkiller, about the opioid crisis, the high death rates from, like, Oxycontin abuse. Um, there was this one scene where the assistant U.S. attorney in West Virginia, who's doing this very in-depth investigation on Richard Sadler, who is the president of Purdue Pharma that creates Oxycontin. Like, she's doing a very in-depth investigation on him and the whole thing. And she's visiting her brother in prison. And he's there because he was caught selling crack cocaine when he was a teenager. And for context, he's probably now in his like late 20s, early 30s, maybe. And their mom also died um, of a crack overdose. And this woman sitting there talking to her brother, she clearly channels a lot of her anger over what happened to her mother towards her brother, you know, saying things like, there's people like you who caused our mom's death. Like, how could you do this type of thing, knowing that it killed your own mother? And at one point, he kind of snaps back at her and says something to the effect of, I was a kid. I didn't know what I was doing. And I didn't know our mom would die of it. And I've been in here in prison all these years. And I got my degree. And I've learned all these different skills. And I've been working on myself and trying to become a better person. But you won't let me. You won't let me be who I am now. You can only see me as that dumb kid selling crack when I was a teenager. And it was a really powerful scene because I think a lot of us subconsciously probably do this, not out of malice or contempt, but it's really hard to restructure the way we see someone. If we've only ever known someone to be this way and then they change to being something completely different, 
it's like we have to rewire our brain's default setting when it comes to that person. Like if something they do now is in direct opposition or conflict with who they used to be, your mind might be thinking like, wow, that's hypocritical. But (laughs) if we actually bring that to their attention, we're putting them in their shame and it's not necessary. We're telling them past you was a liar because look what you're doing now. And we're not allowing them to change and evolve, not because we don't want that for them, not because we don't want them to grow and get better, but you know, our brains really like certainty. You know, we want to keep them in that clearly marked box of this is who you are. This is how I have defined you given my past experience with you. Our brains love that type of clarity. And being able to attach certain expectations to certain things, to certain people. But guys, people are messy. People are messy. No one fits perfectly into any singular box. No one. You know, maybe to a hundred people, you're that awesome person who helps them when they really needed it. And that's your box for them. Helpful, supportive, kind. But maybe to that one ex-boyfriend or girlfriend, you're the most heartless person in the world. (laughs) And that's their box for you. Cold and cruel. And you're still you. People just create different interpretations of you based on their experience with you. And you know what? That's none of your business. I'm sure you've heard that quote, like what people think of you is none of your business. You can't stress over what people may or may not think about you, whether everyone will accept and embrace you as you change. The right people will and the wrong ones will fall away as they're meant to. There have been times in my life, guys, when I have just fallen off the face of the planet with people and it's a very shameful thing for me. Like they'll text and text and Time goes by and then I'm so ashamed that I haven't, it's been so long since I've responded that I don't respond because it's been too long and I'm so ashamed and <laughs> and then it just feeds on itself. More time passes, now I'm even more ashamed and even less likely to respond. <laughs> and it was never because of anything that they did. You know, sometimes when I did this, it was because I had changed in a way that I didn't think that they'd be okay with. Um... Say that person was like a party friend who I went out and would like party with in my mid-late 20s and I outgrew that lifestyle. Then, you know, if they ever reached out to just go out, go to the club, um, then I'd often create that distance between me and that person if they were still in that phase of life. You know, I was (laughs) indirect. I didn't want to say like, oh, this type of thing isn't really so much my thing anymore. And and it's totally fine. Here's the thing. There's no judgment here. It's absolutely no judgment towards them or their lifestyle if it still is their thing. It's just, it was about me and my interests changing and thinking that people might not be okay with that. And, you know, frankly, it's not good what I did in terms of assuming that somebody wouldn't be okay with that. You know, we should as often as it makes sense, give people the opportunity to surprise us. You know, don't assume that you know what their reaction will be, what their response will be, and then you take an action based on that assumption of their response. You know, that can really spiral. Trust me, I know. (laughs) 
but give people an opportunity to surprise you. And if they don't surprise you, then okay, great. You're how you felt is confirmed, what you thought is confirmed, and now you can take the next step knowing, not assuming, knowing. I was talking to a couple of good friends the other day about this post-collegiate women's lacrosse team that we all played on together for like over 10 years. It's actually how I met both of them. Like this was a very big part of my life for a very long time, this team. And we we're just talking about how much the team has changed, how it's kind of entering this new era now. You know, the players are almost all you know, new women um, in their like early, mid 20s. You know, we're all like mid to late 30s now. Um, and the vibe of the team is just different now. And we're all feeling like it's probably time to to hang up the cleats. And that's OK, because, again, things are supposed to evolve. Things are supposed to change. You know, the the women who ran the team when we joined probably felt the same way when we came along 10 years ago. <laughs> And now it's time to hand that baton over to the next wave and let them carry the torch. You know, there's no bitterness. There's no resentment. There's just the inevitability of change. So I want you to think about this in the context of your own life. Is there someone close to you who you may not be allowing to change in the ways that they want to? Are there people who you feel aren't allowing you to change in the ways you want to? No matter what the situation, the great thing about change is that we actually don't need anyone's permission aside from our own. People are going to have their opinions, but ultimately our growth is not subject to their approval. And staying in that old small confined box will only make us resentful of them and of ourselves. We're giving them power that's actually ours. So now it's time to take it back and to recognize that the only person whose opinion matters about you is yours. And if you feel like the ways that you're changing are in line with the person you want to become, then don't let anyone or anything else stop you. And whenever you can, try your best to show other people that same compassion. Allow people to change without holding things from the past over their head. You know, if they think that that's going to be your response, they'll just hide it. They'll either fall away, ghost like I've done, <laughs> or they'll just, you know, omit those parts of themselves that they're trying to change and not tell you and not allow you to be part of that growth journey because they assume that you will judge. They assume that they will you will bring up old stuff that is in contradiction with the ways they're trying to change. So if you want a real connection with somebody to stay real, we have to accept all parts of them and allow them to want to be better. And if they backslide, that's okay too. Change is hard. We will show people the same kindness that we would want from them. We're all just doing the best we can with the tools we have right now. Thank you so much for listening and please hit that follow button so that I'll pop up in your feed every Tuesday. Leave me a review. Tell me what you want to hear about and please share the podcast with your chosen people. And until next time, stay curious.